Today on Lockdown Blue Jackets, we are talking uh, Ohio native Carson Meyer, looking at his season in review, and we're also going to take a quick peek in at the RFA, UFA signings, uh, who still needs signing, who has been signed, and uh, how much salary crap we have left for the big name. That's all coming up today on Lockdown Blue Jackets. Lockdown Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you all of the news, the stories, the trials, the tribulations, the joys, the agonies, etc., etc., of your favourite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Today, uh, we have got a little bit of news, not new news, but uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the salary cap. We're going to be talking about some new contracts later on. But uh, first, we're going to talk about Carson Meyer. And he is the next player up in our season review. Um, didn't play a ton for the Blue Jackets this season, but he has a pretty uh, a pretty cool story to the league that I uh, I thought we could we could check in on um, because I think it's it's a really not interesting interesting is the wrong word, but uh, let's talk let's talk about how he got to the NHL. I think is is where we'll start because he was kind of he was okay um, in his freshman year at Miami University. This was his draft year. He only had twenty six points in thirty two games. He was then drafted by the Blue Jackets in the sixth round in twenty seventeen. Um, and honestly, like I don't know about you, but for me at that point, like in the sixth round, it's kind of like a hey, well, let's just pick a guy at random, you know. This, this guy's from Ohio, we'll take him, why not? He could turn into a, a depth player. Um, I still don't know whether Carson Meyer will turn into anything, but the fact that he is a former sixth-round pick, uh, he's 24 years old from Powell, Ohio, so, you know, he's got that going for him at least. Honestly, at this point, I would have expected him to be a, life, a lifetime player. Uh, monster a life a lifetime and ahl player wow i can't talk um and he's shown us that he's he's more than that um he spent all four years in his college eligibility uh he spent two years at miami of uh miami university in ohio not in miami uh his freshman year was actually uh with jack Russellvik, which i thought was uh, a cool fun fact he also played uh under 18 triple blue jackets triple blue jackets triple a blue jackets uh with Roslovic as well, same program that Sean Corrali came out of. Um, so he did two years at Miami and then switched to Ohio State for his last two years. Uh, finished his senior year at Ohio State with 31 points in 35 games, 17 goals. And uh, that kind of was, was that. He was a guy that I assumed, again, was just going to be a guy, honestly. Um, and then last year, he had his rookie season, uh, the 2021 season. Uh, with the Cleveland Monsters, and he had 20 points in 26 games, um, which was so much more than I was expecting of him, honestly. Um, kind of took a little dip this season, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute on account of... But, you know, the, the short story is that the Monsters were very bad this season. Um, 
and you know, I don't think there was anyone on the monsters that was as good as they should have been. I mean, he only had twenty seven points in fifty seven games, but despite that, he was still one of the better players on the monsters, uh, which led to him being called up. Um, Blue Jackets had a ton of injuries this year. We've talked about it a lot, and he again was a guy that kind of benefited from from that. Um, I don't remember exactly which injury caused him to be called up, but he did finish the season with the Blue Jackets. Uh, I believe he played, once he made his debut, I believe he played every game after that. So once he got there, he was he was in. Um, didn't play a ton. I think he probably played between 8 and 10 minutes um, every game, but he made it, uh, and for a six-round pick, I think is pretty huge, honestly. Um and uh, that's kind of that's kind of his story. Um, he only had three points, scored his first NHL goal though, which is very exciting. Uh, he had two assists, make it to make three points in those thirteen games. Uh, we're going to talk about those games and kind of the future of Carson Meyer in a little bit more detail in just a minute. But first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar because Built Bar has got a brand new bar, and I am. Super, super excited about it. So they've had coconut brownie chunk bars before. Even better now, though, it's in puff form. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that I love the Built Puffs. They are marshmallowy, they are soft, they are delicious. And now they are coconut brownie chunk flavoured. Um, that's a It's a very, very popular flavour among the Locked On hosts. It is chunks of brownie. It is coconutty marshmallow it is covered in 100 chocolate and it's low calorie it's low sugar it's high protein high deliciousness and it's only here for a limited time so go to built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out because they are going fast best part about built puffs is they taste amazing but you can also enjoy them guilt-free because they're good for you they're made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently they provide tons of health benefits they are the perfect treat when you've got a craving, when you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, if you need a quick, healthy snack. They're a super good source of protein. I uh, went on a hike last weekend, and I took as many Built Bars as I could physically carry, and it was the right decision. Here's the best bit, though. If you go to Built.com right now, you can use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So let's talk Carson Meyer um, as a depth player, which I think is is fair to say. I don't know that he is going to get much higher up the depth chart than he is already. But that's, again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, we just talked about Emil Bemstrom. We just talked about um, Eric Robinson. Sometimes guys top out at bottom six guys, and that's fine. Especially for a six-round pick. You know, I talked to... Um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Will Scouch of, of Scouch. I was talking about, you know, what like what do you expect from picks based on what round they're in? And he like anything past the second round, like you're looking for an NHL player, um, not even a good NHL player. Not to say that Carson Meyer is not good, but to get a guy in the sixth round, like they can't all be like Cam Atkinson's, who was a seventh round draft pick, I believe. Yeah, Pavel Datsuk famously drafted in the seventh round. Um, they're not all going to be like that. Some of them are just got, just going to be guys. Some You take a fly on them, and for the minute, it looks like Carson Meyer could be one of those bubble guys that has outperformed his draft position. Like I like I say, I anyone p- taken past the second round, I kind of assume 
he might turn into a bubble guy at some point. You know, maybe a third round guy gets a chance, gets a cup of coffee. Anything beyond that, I'm like, unless unless the coaches and the scouts and the management and the development and the player itself, unless everything goes very, very right, sometimes you're just not going to get an NHL player out of a guy that you've got in the sixth round. Um, I don't know whether Carson Meyer will be on the team next season. Um, he is... He needs a new contract, first of all, which we're going to talk about in a minute. He's an RFA at the minute. I imagine they'll re-sign him. I can't, imagine, I can't see why they wouldn't. However, as we talked about with, uh, like, Bebstrom, for example, um, Blue Jackets currently have 11 forwards signed, plus they have Line A, uh, Bebstrom, Maya in the wings waiting to be re-signed, and then they've got Texier and Jenna on IR. So if you count... If you take, I'm going to take Gaunt off because I think he played very well. I don't know that he's a full-time NHL player. Um, Adeline on that's 13 forwards there without even looking at guys like Bemstrom, Meyer, uh, guys like Marchenko as well, who are going to come into camp. So that's, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he makes the team. I could see him being a guy that they, he's their first call um, with, if there's any injuries or anything like that, you know, more personal issues that results in players taking leave of absence from the team. Like, I could see him being one of the first call-ups for that, but I think that this might be Carson Meyer's last... Not last, I think, never say never, but I don't know that he will get a lot of NHL time next season, which, again, is not necessarily bad thing i think there's you know a lot there's a lot to be said for being one of the best players on an ahl team you know you're still one of the the top thousand players in the world i think you know you're debating on whether you think the khl is better than the ahl blah 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 you know i'm not here to get into a i'm not here to get into a debate about ranking the <laughs> ranking the various north american and european leagues but if they can get, you know, a consistent top-line forward out of Carson Meyer for the Monsters, or a guy that is ostensibly, you know, a bubble forward, maybe a 12th or 13th forward for the, for the Blue Jackets, like, I think that's, that's, that's kind of, that's about as much as you can hope for from a, a guy drafted where he was. And so, you know, I think, um, God, I need to give him a letter grade, don't I? Um, I'm going to give him a B, uh, just because I think overall to like, I, it sounds really stupid to be like, he overcame so much because I don't know that he did overcome so much, but to go from being a sixth round pick to being an NHL regular, even if it's only for, you know, a dozen games or whatever, I think that merits a little reward. And so I'm giving him a B. Um, we'll see how, we'll see how he does next season. Hopefully he continues to, Develop continues to grow. Like I said, I I don't know that he's an NHL player. He's still only twenty four. He's still developing. He could come into camp next season and like blow everyone away. Who knows? Uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll keep following. And of course, he needs a new contract, which uh, we're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, that's what's coming up next on Locks on Blue Jackets. So the the cap situation for the Blue Jackets still pretty good, honestly. Um, I know people are getting kind of twitchy about Patrick Line. Obviously, he's the he's the big ticket. Um, in terms of names that the Blue Jackets still have to re well, okay, no, we'll talk about this. Be some recent signings. 
Uh, no one has really kind of moved the meter too much, apart from Jack Russell, that could be talked about. Uh, Four million, two-year extension. Um, everyone else, I think, is pretty... Uh, there's Bemstrom, there's Line A, which, again, we'll talk about in a minute. Carson Meyer is, again, probably going to be a small contract. Nick Blankenberg, I assume, will be a small contract. Gabriel Carlson, I don't know if they'll re-sign. Boquist could be an interesting one. Um, I suspect he'll probably get a short bridge deal. Um, nothing, like, out of this world crazy, honestly. Um, and then everyone else is a non-roster forward. And, like, I mean, like, Trey Fikosansky, for example, could make the jump to uh, to the NHL. Josh Dunn, potentially. Kevin Stenland, potentially. Um, but... Beyond beyond all that, uh, in terms of signings that are moving, no one like no one moving the needle really. Uh, Brandon Gorn's resigned for under a million. Uh, Liam Foodie resigned for under a million, and also he has a uh, his first year is two way, his second year is one way. So that's something that we don't have to worry about until next year. If he spends the year in the minors, then it's like it's not even not even a thing, honestly. Um, so that's. That's fine. And then uh, Daniil Tarasov, who, again, I suspect will probably spend a bunch of time in Cleveland unless they get rid of Corpsalo. Uh, he resigned for just over a million. So now we come to how much money is left, which is they have about 21 million just over. They need to resign Patrick Laine, Adam Boquist, Nick, Nick Blankenberg, Emil Bemstrom, Carson Meyer for 21 million. Um, that seems very doable, honestly. I I um I know people are getting twitchy because there's a lot going on, and I think people are like, "Why haven't you? Re- why haven't you announced Line A? Announced Line A?" And then they keep announcing like minor league deals and you know, um, like Brendan Gordon, Slim Foodie, Daniel Tarasov, etc. But I'm not worried yet. It's still very very early in the summer. Um, I'm trying to think when the big extensions happened last time. And I believe it was right around free agency. The I think it was just before that Bjorkstrand and Jenna signed. And then I think it was literally the day after the Seth Jones trade, Wierenski signed his extension. So we'll kind of, we'll keep an eye on it. Again, I'm not worried. I still think line A is, I think they're probably, I think they're closer than a lot of people think, but because Kekalina doesn't talk about anything to anyone, it's tough to really kind of judge. Um, I would be very, very surprised if he's not re-signed by training camp. But again, whether that's long-term, I would love to see Lionel signed long-term. I think um, that would make me a lot less stressed as a, like just in general, as a, as a person who watches this team. Um, I think he deserves a long-term contract. Um, I think he's been, he's been a consistently very good player um, beyond last season. So the, trade season which would have been the 20 the 2021 season um where he was you know traded and injured and also there was covid and also new team you know i'm willing to give him a pass on that he was phenomenal this season he's been phenomenal for the winnipeg jets you know in the four years that he was there and uh yeah i would i would take him on this team long term in in a heartbeat i could see him asking upwards of 10 million for one year and then going from there that would walk him to ufa status i believe so it's again it's it's so tough to figure out and i don't pretend to know 
what I'm talking about in terms of, oh, Lionel's going to sign long-term. You know, this is all just speculation. Um, because Yama Kakalainen doesn't talk to anyone. Uh, there was just an article on The Athletic by Eric Portsline where he talked about, well, they could trade... They could trade one pick, they could trade both picks, they could trade up in the draft, they could trade for a player, they could, but no one knows because Kakalina doesn't say anything to anyone. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, but I just thought I'd give everyone a, a quick update. I know probably the average person does not spend as much time on cap friendly as I do um, because they are presumably a much more normal human being than I am. But I thought we'll uh, see if we can soothe some some worries about... Do we have enough money left for Line A? We keep signing all these guys to extensions. What about Patrick Line A? We still have plenty of money for Patrick Line A. Even if, for example, Line A gets 10 and Boquist gets 5. I don't know that Boquist will get 5. Um, that still leaves 6 million to re-sign Bemstrom, Meyer. Bemstrom, Meyer, Blankenberg. Maybe Gabriel Carlson. Um, and then, you know, guys like Dunn, Fix-Walansky, Stenland are all... Uh, UFA Scott Harry uh, RFA's excuse me Scott Harrington's an RFA uh, a UFA so it's fine it's fine even if we spend 15 million on those two players we still have six million left for small smaller contract extensions so I'm I'm not worried um potentially this episode will manifest some kind of contract extension because I know that the blue jackets love to do that where I do a whole episode about something and then Usually either while I'm recording or while I'm editing or even as I'm hitting the upload button, they're like, hey, we have news for you. So potentially by the time you hear this, uh, there will already be some new kind of contract extension, um, although it is like 8.45 on a Sunday. So who knows? Um, but that's all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow is Monday, so there will be a new episode and we are going to be talking about uh, Igor Chinakov is going to be doing his season review tomorrow i know i'm very excited about that hopefully you guys are as well um so that is that is the plan for tomorrow i think next week uh we're going to try and get a couple more prospect profiles in if we can obviously the draft is in a couple of weeks but i think we're going to really kind of start to truck through and try and get the uh at least the forwards done for the season in review we've only got four forwards left um and that means it's not on the defenseman. So I think that's that is the plan for next week. We'll start with Hugo Chinakov and then see where we go from there. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticism, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Uh, if you would like to follow over on YouTube, you can do so at Locked On Blue Jackets. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. We are free and available. Uh, thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. I super, super, super appreciate it. The show just keeps on growing and growing. And that's really exciting for me, uh, a person who just kind of started this for the vibes. And uh, it's just kind of, again, just seeing where, seeing where it can take me. So uh, I appreciate all of you who watch, who listen, who like, who subscribe, who interact on the Twitter or wherever. And uh, yeah, thanks. Shout out to shout out to you guys. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.